This is Shut Up Mom, a high production, a safe space for moms by moms. Hey mamas, before we jump into this next episode, we've got an important update for all of you. We're so sad to announce that Maria will be stepping away from Hive to prepare for her new baby. It's been a wild journey starting this community with her and we wish her all the best in this new season. Welcome back to Shut Up Mom, a podcast by Hive Collective. We're your hosts, Dora, Bethany, and Maria. And I am so excited about today's episode because we have our my very own sister, Yenna. We're so excited to have you on. And I feel like ever since we started Hythe Collective and recording our podcast, um, it's just been really fun to share everything with you and chat and just kind of like bounce ideas off of you because my big sister is like a soundboarding soundboard for me and also like my mom one of my mom mentors (laughs) oh that's so nice yeah I mean like I literally couldn't get I couldn't have gotten through my pregnancy and first year of being a mom without you so I love you very much and I'm so excited thank you I love you too it's been a pleasure going on this journey with you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I wish that we had babies at the same time, but I think it was better this way. <laughs> yes, we need to stagger a bit we for everyone, everyone's sake. Yes. Yeah. But um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and just share a little bit about who you are. Sure. Well, like you said, my name's Deanna. I am, most importantly, your sister. Um, but I am um, married with two girls so only girl mom uh on the pod right now i have a a three-year-old and a four-month-old uh so yeah and we're excited to have you because we are specifically going to be talking about being a mom that works outside of the house or inside of the house but generally works a nine-to-five job and i say that because everyone's like working from home And I mean, I work from home, but I'm like, you know, doing a lot of, yeah, just, it's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) My head is so like all over the place right now. So I apologize. This whole conversation makes me think of um, an episode of um, Superstore where like the main character, she's like the GM for the store is also like a mom and she has a baby. And there's this other character who keeps calling his wife, who's a stay-at-home wife, a full-time mom. And this other, she goes, no, but I'm also a full-time mom. Like, I work, but I'm also a full-time mom. Yeah, and, yeah. She, and he keeps going, yeah, but, like, she's really a full-time mom. And he's like, no, no, like, I'm still a full-time mom. So this is what keeps playing in my head as we're talking about, like, how do we address moms that are obviously full-time moms still and also full-time working, like, people yeah definitely and I was actually thinking about it before in the past two years I feel like I've done it all I have worked 100% remotely in the same space as my toddler I have worked 100% in the office away from my kids and I have stayed at home full-time with my kids uh, while I was on maternity leave so I'm here to say it's all really hard. (laughs) One is definitely not easier than the other. I will say there are pros and cons to all of them for sure. But um, definitely 
all of them come with their own unique challenges. Definitely for sure. I love that. I love that the com- that's the common denominator. It's all really hard. Yeah. <laughs> no matter which path you choose, it just is different and different, different hardness. But before we get more into that, <laughs> sorry, different hardness. Well, we're all unique in the amount of hardness. Sorry. 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 Okay. All rocks are hard, but maybe they <laughs> I'm having a, my brain is just totally not working today. Total mom brain. Um, yeah. Before we get into talking more about that journey, let's have a little quick icebreaker. So again, this is Dora and we're sharing our favorite podcasts because my sister is like a podcast junkie and she also <laughs> has been on, I th- what is it? NPR yeah, NPR politics podcast. Yeah. She like frequently submits her little audio for them and she's been on there twice. So this is not her first podcast. That's Ray. right. Me veteran. And yeah. Veteran podcast. Oh my goodness. We're we're graced by a veteran. Yeah, it's so exciting. Mm. We'll all share our favorite podcast. Mine is probably This American Life. I just love This American Life. I learned so much from it. And then a more recent podcast I'm getting into is called Motherhood in Black and White. And it's a black mom and a white mom. And just talking about raising kids and race and all the other things that come with that. That's awesome. I'll go next. Sure. Um, I've had a couple. I usually, I was really in love with Armchair Expert for a really, really long time. Um but more recently, I've been listening to um, this one called The Voices, The Voices in My Head. And it's um, by this comedian, Christina Hutch Hutchinson. She's like a part of a deal. She also has another podcast called Guys We Fucked. But anyway, um, <laughs> she, this one, like she really like dives deep kind of like into like her like um, life and her like mental illness and like her addictions and like how kind of she gets through everything working and like the limelight and like being this personality that she is and how like it impacts her relationships and just like her well-being and all this other stuff so it's really interesting another one I listen to too many podcasts another one is the mental illness uh, happy hour which again it's just people talking about like depression anxiety and all this other stuff and it's a really, really good listen because it's like they'll have like people who do everything like actors and then like doctors and all this other stuff just talk about how their mental illness has affected their lives and their careers. Yeah. You like to so keep it really there. light. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, so just so you know, what I listen to is the stuff about mental health. and mental <laughs> No, that's good. I like, I'm going to check those out. I personally don't have time to listen to podcasts I mean I guess I technically could just have it going on but with the little guy running around I have to be you know in it to win it <laughs> like the ones that I have the ones that I have listened to are like This American Life and um, Radio Lab. but so far my personal favorite has been this podcast <laughs> repping our own podcast right now because like we are covering like all the things that are relevant in my life and and the lives of other moms and the struggles that we face and 
um, you know, the victories and all those, all the things in between. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> well, mom hack, if you have to put a screaming child to sleep, you can just pop an AirPod in, listen to a podcast. That way you don't have to hear the screaming child and you get to listen to a podcast. Genius. <laughs> nice. Very nice. That's kind of genius. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so I guess besides, you know, all my NPR podcasts, um, they do have some great ones. Really, they do. Um, I've been into recently, there's this podcast called Tiffany Dover is dead. She was like that nurse that one of the first nurses that got the COVID vaccine in Tennessee. And she like passed out on national television and like this crazy, like just conspiracy theories, like spun off of that. And it was, it's all about this. Um, I think she's like from CNN trying to find her because like no one can find her now. <laughs> so it's like her journey to find Tiffany Dover. So that's what I'm listening to right now. But other than that, I listen to like a lot of true crime podcasts. <laughs> um, so really, you know, if you're on the mental health podcast, I'm on the true crime podcast. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> but um, morbid, crime junkie, you know, listening to all those like to keep it real all of the time yes. also I'm just light. picturing you listening to like and they r- unwrap the dead body as your baby's like <laughs> basically <laughs> love it well I mean we were just talking about like before we were talking about all the icebreakers and the things that we listen to um I guess those are the things that kind of like you know, get you through the day, right? Is that fair to say? Like, those are one of the things that you plug into to just like, all right, I'm doing this and I'm getting through this. Um, so one of the things that I just wanted to ask you um, or kind of like have you flesh out for us, um, I just feel like there's so many external pressures on moms who work in the home and a whole new set of like compounded pressures for moms that work both in and out of the home. Um, is there like a time where you felt like you were able to like break the barriers down and like, was like, I'm killing it right now. Like (laughs) whatever, like big or small, just like, what's a victory for you? Yeah. I will say that sometimes I feel like those moments are few and far between, but, um, something specific comes to mind and something more kind of talking about that broadly comes to mind, but I do recently, because I've been back to work not not too long with after having my second, but adding a, another one to the mix is pretty chaotic. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. So I am I'm breastfeeding my um, my the new baby, and typically that involves me kind of like rushing home to get home to feed her, um, and. I had a meeting, you know, in kind of in between in, in the time that I had to be home to feed my daughter. So I'm rushing home. I get home. She's crying. I put her on my boob. I pop my AirPod in. I get on the meeting. My toddler's running around. I'm on the meeting. I'm breastfeeding my daughter. 
I'm working the mute button. I'm like, yeah, I think we might make our fiscal year goal. Uh, yeah, if we mute. Ella, Ella, stop, stop. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Unmute. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that for me was definitely like, I got this. Like, <laughs> and immobilized on a couch, stuck under a newborn, breastfeeding on a meeting and yelling at my toddler. I'm like, I got this. This is great. I'm so on top of everything. (laughs) But I think, you know, and that's just, you know, I guess controlling the chaos is is a win for me. But um, an example of something more broadly, that was kind of a big victory. And let me preface this by saying, I don't care how anyone feeds their kids. I breastfed Ella for a year and then like last week she drank bubbles. So like whatever. <laughs> but I I did breastfeed Ella for a year. She's my oldest. Um and it's hard work, right? Like go working outside of the home, it's packing your pump, it's packing your parts, it's already being behind at work because you've been out for maternity leave and catching up, but then still having to leave to pump and then um, getting home, making bottles, cleaning all your stuff, packing new stuff for the next day. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, you know, try it for six months, see how it goes, check in with yourself. If you're good, do it a year, check in with yourself. And I did make it a year and I felt, you know, really proud of myself for doing that because it was it was difficult it was it was a lot of um added chaos to already what was already chaos so that was definitely a victory for me and unfortunately I kind of stopped I was ready to stop when she was a year but COVID happened I I worked for a hospital so I was redeployed back into the hospital and I was dragging my pump back and forth and I was like what am I doing what am I doing I'm done I'm done so a kind of a abrupt ending, but I was just very kind of proud of myself for managing all that. It, you know, going through all that hard work and, um, and yeah, just kind of plugging along until, uh, until I made it. So that was definitely a victory for me. That's huge. And also just knowing like that you had those tools to be like checking in with yourself and saying like, is this still working for me? Like, is this still working for us? And being able to say, you know, no, this isn't working. And then being able to feel like that strength to stop instead of like forcing yourself to do something that is just going to make for more chaos in the home. Exactly. Because, you know, you need to be good first before you can be a good mom to your kids. And, it's, it's funny because, you know, I'm doing this for her, but it's, it's making me crazy and it's making me like not be not as a good of a mom as I could be. Then why am I doing it? She doesn't care. She doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> she literally was like eating <laughs> peanut butter and jelly at that point. Like she doesn't <laughs> care. <sighs> That's so true. We push ourselves so hard for so many different reasons, like whether it's like our past inner child or whatever that we're trying to make up for or like all the different things that we're trying to measure up to with like societal pressures or whatever and then here you are like showing up for your kids in the way that you know how and it's plenty it's so plenty and it's more than enough yeah that's awesome yeah Yeah. 
man, what a huge win just being able to breastfeed your child while on a meeting and no one is any, <laughs> no one's any wiser about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely multitasking. Like, wow. <laughs> I know. Yep, a lot of multitasking, a lot of juggling multiple things at once, but. Honestly, like pumping is probably the most annoying thing it is ever like oh I could just like breastfeeding directly so so much easier than having to clean all the freaking parts <laughs> I remember going on a business trip and being like I can't do this again I and like you stopped breastfeeding Roe who's about like maybe like a year and a month and I was just like I don't want to pump on this business trip so I'm just gonna go ahead and be done yeah yeah it's a lot It's a lot. And it's, you know, besides the fact that it's a lot of running around, it's a lot of, you know, planning and packing and all that stuff. You're kind of like at the mercy of a schedule where like, you know, I have to be, I have to pump or, you know, I'm going to get a clogged duck and I have to be home to feed the baby, you know, or I'm going to have the pump later. You know, it's just, Mm. it's a lot. It's a lot. It's definitely a sacrifice and, you know, it's hard work. The first business trip I was on pumping, I would literally be in this corner while everyone's like enjoying their meal and having fun (laughs) and laughing. And I'm just like attached to the wall. Like, yeah, looks like you're having a great time or like having to pump on a plane. I had to pump on a plane one time and I was just like, hopefully no one's looking at my boobs because they're, they're out. I have like a thin scarf around me, but that's it. (laughs) I know. I had to pump in a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I used a hand pump in a bathroom at my husband's graduation from law school. So that was... That was glamorous too. Uh, <laughs> I'm like in a bathroom in Brooklyn, just like okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fun. Oh my gosh. So how did you how did you do it? Like was were you just like, I'm done, and then it was just like, okay, like that's it. Like, do you Cause okay, I'm trying to wean this child, <laughs> so yeah. this this advice is purely for me and any other moms out there. <laughs> like, I do not know what to do. Like, yeah. Well, listen. I mean, she was used to getting a bottle. She was used to not really having me all day. It's totally different, you know. And it, it, it every kid's different. It takes a lot of grace and it takes a lot of patience. It was a lot of cuddling, distracting, singing, reading, you know, until it worked. And, you know, I was still feeding her at night for a long time, but that's kind of how it was for me. You know, we would cuddle, we would put a song on, we would read, you know, redirect, redirect, redirect. You'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> Godspeed, Bethany. Godspeed. Indeed. It's so hard. Well, we're here for you in this journey of weaning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're cheering you on because we're your village. And yeah. one thing that we like to talk about here on our podcast is, you know, where our village is at when we're raising these kids. So I really want to um, ask you, Deanna, 
what does your village look like right now? And what are your hopes for what a village could be as a mom that does work outside of the house? Yeah. Um, I really have been very lucky to have a great village with both of, um, you know, when I was pregnant with my first and when I was pregnant, you know, again and throughout, um, it really is a lot of just people who love me and people who love my kids and my family and people who can empathize. I think that's a big thing for me. Um, and that takes a lot of different people. You know, there's, there's my friend that I go to when my kid drinks bubbles. And then there's my friend that I go to, you know, when I'm struggling with, you know, something at work, you know, it takes a lot of different people um, with different backgrounds and different experiences to kind of empathize and show up for you in every single place that you're at. And for me, something that, you know, I really would love my village to look like is people who are kind of validating me and, and, and building me up and also, you know, not just the good stuff, but also calling me out. Um, but in every kind of hat that I wear. So, you know, as a mom, as a wife, as, you know, an employee, and as just like a woman who has my own like likes and wants and goals and, you know, things like that to just, um, be with me on that journey and just kind of understand where I'm coming from. That's my biggest thing. You know, validation is like so huge for me because once I know, oh, you know what I'm, you know what I mean? Like you, you understand the situation I'm in and, and how I feel. That's so powerful for me. Um, just that alone. And that's been my experience through motherhood is that it's all new. You know, you don't know what you're doing in the beginning. And then you're like, um, did you do this? And, you know, everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. 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 All right. We're good. We're good. But um, again, just like, you know, that validation of how you're feeling and that it's okay to feel how you're feeling. And again, the important piece of just kind of like, putting me back on track. If I'm, if I'm going in the wrong direction, that's important to me too. And because, you know, I'm in, I'm out of the house a lot and just constantly running. I really do appreciate um, the people in my village who are like proactively reaching out to me because sometimes I just like, like I won't talk to someone forever and they'll text me and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I haven't talked to them in so long, but they're reaching out just, Hey, checking in, you know, that's huge for me. Um, just because I'm constantly going, it's nice to have people who are kind of reaching out instead of, you know, responding to me when I'm talking to them, but really important. I mean, I couldn't have done any of this without, you know, especially the mamas in my life for sure. Yeah. And I, I like how you mentioned validation. I remember when I was first telling you about, oh, we're going to like start this thing called Height Collective. And um, yeah, that's how I sound. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we were just talking about like, you know, this concept of like, what, 
what it looks like to be in a community of moms that really just are empathetic towards each other, no matter what walk of life you're in or, or what you desire. And I remember you telling me about this mom group that you joined and you're like, I don't relate to anyone in this group. Can you share more about that? Yeah. 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 There, I don't know what it was. It just, you know, I don't know. I think part of it was, I just didn't have the same experiences. And obviously it's great to be with people that don't have the same experiences with you. That's how you learn and how you grow and how you learn other perspectives. But at that time in my life, when I was like kind of a new mom, I just felt like I was in a place where it was like, I just don't feel that I have the same you know, values that are lining up with them or the same struggles or the same, you know, perspectives of motherhood. And I, and no one, you know, made me feel a certain way about anything. You know, I just felt like it just wasn't something that I was meshing with. And I didn't know if that was me or if that was, you know, if I wasn't doing something right, or if I should be feeling a different way. But I think, since then, I've just learned that, you know, you don't have to feel the same way as, as every mom out there. You have your own experiences. You have your own, you know, things that are important to you. You have the things that you value. You have your priorities and other people have theirs. And that's okay that it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're still very friendly, but it's just, you know, when you don't have a lot of time, the time you spend pouring into people is important because that's, you know, precious. Your time's really precious. So finding people that um, you love pouring into and that love pouring into you is super important. That's so true. That idea of time being so precious and like needing that, like needing that validation from those few people, like, that makes it all the more important to have that village to to find those people in your life. It, it doesn't have to be a big swath of people, but just those people, like you were saying before, like that will just text you, be like, "Hey, just checking in." Like knowing and understanding your walk of life that you're in, that you you are busy, but letting you know that they're thinking of you in spite of, or like, I don't know, that just really resonated with me. Like, with time being so precious, like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I want to like text and check in on now. (laughs) I know, I know. It's really important. And it really, you know, it makes a difference to to people for sure. Mm -hmm. There's actually another group. My my dear friend took me to a uh, breastfeeding group when I, after I had my, my first, you know, the, the pre COVID times of, of having a baby. (laughs) And um, it was, a group led by a lactation consultant and there was a bunch of moms who were breastfeeding and you would just talk about breastfeeding and your struggles and you would just be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Please help me. And also how do I sleep? Um, And that's not really, you know, they're great groups. It's not really my thing, but I went with my friend who I was lucky enough to be pregnant with, you know, and have babies close together. Um, 
And I went because Ella was in the fifth percentile. She was rocking the fifth percentile for weight for a long time. And they had a scale that they would weigh the babies. So I would go and I would like wait and then I would weigh her and then I would say, but I did remember feeling there like, you know, I'm not really like resonating. What they're saying isn't really resonating with me. Like I just don't feel like I'm like relating to them until they got to this one mom that was like, no, I'm actually really excited to go back to work. And everyone was like, you are? And she was like, yeah, I mean, I worked really hard to get where I was and and I like my job and I want to go back to work. And I'm like, yes, girl. Like, that's my lady. Yeah, I was like, wait, that? that makes sense. That makes sense. So I remember just being like, oh my gosh, I'm so not into this. And then her saying that and being like, wait, yeah, okay. Do you want to get coffee? Like, <laughs> But everyone else being horrified, the lactation consultant was like, you do? <laughs> but that's really how I felt with my second too. Like, not that I was like dying to go back, but I was ready to go back. I, I like my job and I like working and I um, get fulfilled at my job and I obviously get fulfilled with my kids as well. And it's not like a, like a either or situation for me. I really enjoy doing both. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes I, it's a struggle because I want to do both of them the best that I can. And sometimes you just can't, like you just can't, something has to give. (laughs) And that's where, you know, that's where your priorities come in. And that's when you kind of have to choose and make concessions and sacrifices. And, you know, my kids are always going to come first, but you know, that's where the the struggle lies for sure. That's so I remember also feeling that way, like about when I wanted, like was going back to work. And I mean, I was happy to go back to work for other reasons, not necessarily because I was like, Oh, I can't wait to go back to work because I just needed like the, I needed time away from, um, being at home and the reactions that people would have to you just feeling okay about leaving your child for like whatever eight right. hours or six hours are insane I insane. know I agree I agree <laughs> yeah like the reaction to that mom they were just like horrified and I just remember being like that makes total sense and Maria I agree with you too like I like my job and everything, but like, also I wanted to get out of my house a little too. Like it's hard. It's hard. (laughs) It's hard. And I remember that being a big thing. And like, after a while I was like, oh, I'm like, I just like had to play into like, oh man, I I have to go back to work. No other option. Like sucks. Yeah, I know. I am sad. I am sad. And I, I, yeah, you're right. But like, (laughs) I just sit at work and cry. I do. Yeah. I know. You know, internally, I'm like, I just, I can't handle like the, the locks and like the gasps anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But listen, like it is nice to just eat lunch by yourself without (laughs) making someone else lunch and having people touch you while you eat. Like, it is nice to just get up and go get a coffee and then drink it all in one sitting. <laughs> all of us. While it's, it's hot. nice. And that's okay. Yeah. But it's also yeah. nice to, like, come home and see them and, like, just see how excited they are to see me. And I'm so excited to see them. And that's awesome, too. You know, it's okay. It's It's okay. It's all okay. Sometimes, for me, I feel like, 
I do feel guilty because sometimes I'm like, I feel like it's easier for me to work than take care of my own child for an entire day. Like, yeah, it's such a struggle for me. And I don't know if it's because I am used to just like, you know, my whoever is going to take care of my child for that day, whether it's my my dad or my brother or my mom or my mother-in-law, which are like my main caretakers for Row. Um, and, you know, it's just like, okay, he's all yours now. And it's just like, okay, I can just focus in on work. And then I just feel like a lot of mom guilt sometimes of just like, why is it so difficult for me to just jump right into being with Row all day on a Saturday or something like that? Like, I just get like so overwhelmed. Um, but I also imagine everyone's always overwhelmed with their kids anyway. <laughs> yeah. And that makes complete sense. Like if you think about it, it makes sense when you're working, you're in control, you know how to do it. You've been doing it for years. You have to worry about yourself and yourself only and your workload, which you can control when you're with your kids. Like the mental load is is insane. Not that that goes away when when you're working, but you know, when did they wake up? When do they have to go back down? When did they eat? You know, it's crazy. You you have to think about two people now, and that's harder. That's harder. And they're a complete wild card. Like toddlers are insane, and your day's unpredictable. So it's easier, not easier like your day is not easier, but it's more manageable to to have to worry about yourself and control your workload mm-hmm. than it is to have this unpredictable second person that you have to chase around and manage all day and then also like eat and pee yourself. It's It's a lot. And I guess like on top of that, for me right now in my phase of like my career, I've really been trying to like think of how I can get to that next level in my career and really grow professionally. And I feel like that has been really hard to reconcile with my identity as a mom, because it's like, I really want to see myself get to this place in work, but I am so overwhelmed and stressed out with everything else going on in life that I feel like it's just like, that really can't be my priority right now, even though I I, I really so desire to just like grow my skill set, <laughs> but at the same time, I know I'm doing so much. So it's kind of like I feel like I'm in this 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 period of like grieving, not grieving, but just just like feeling that tension, you know, of like wanting to be in this place, but this is where I'm at in life right now, and I really don't want to like jeopardize. The, the mental capacity that I could be giving to my child um, yeah, and, and my family, you know, as a whole. Yeah, I totally get that. And I think it's important to remember, like, you have a lot more time at work. Like, you're young and you have a lot more time to grow professionally. I always am encouraged by, like, some of the people I work with, like, Someone, she retired, but my old, she was a senior vice president in the hospital. She was like an important boss lady. And when I was pregnant, she'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, I loved being pregnant. Like I have two girls and, you know, I would just like wear them all day and whatever. And I'm like, 
oh, yeah, like, and she was just like, yeah, when I had kids, like, I was just, you know, doing this and whatever. And I'm like, okay, she did it. It's totally possible. Like, she is a senior vice president in in the hospital right now. She is an important lady. And she raised her two kids, was hanging out with them, you know, had obviously a more regular job. And then grew in leaps and bounds professionally and became this senior vice president, you know, a little later in her life. Like it's completely possible. And they're like encouraging stories like that everywhere. And I get what you're saying. It is really, really difficult to like want it all. It's hard. It's really hard. I want it all. <laughs> I think um, there's just like a lot of checking in that we have to do with ourselves at that point and like really I guess like think about like what our priorities are um, and I know I'm sure there are some moms who work outside of the home who like choose or feel like they need to you know this is the time to make their job a priority and they do have to be okay with like letting go of some of like the things that they're you know they're going to miss with their child. Um, and then, you know, those are hard decisions to make. And it's the only thing that ever kept me going. Like I remember, um, before like I got pregnant, I was like working on being like this educator for this big, like, um, brand for salons. And, and then I was like, obviously I can't do that anymore. Cause I'm not like working seven days a week, which before when I, you know, I could work seven days a week, it didn't matter. And then I had to just be like, okay, like at some point this kid's going to go to school and I'm going to have time. Yeah. And that's going to be when I like go in, you know, like that's going to be like, and I'm okay with that. Like I am happy with being around more for him right now in this little time. Cause he's, you know, like to me, it was like, he's only like this age for however long. And my hours are already so crazy and I'm already missing so much. And Mm -hmm you know, once he's doesn't need me, because there is going to come a point where he doesn't like need me in the way that they do when they're little. And then that'll be my time. There's um, this like guy that I follow Gary V on TikTok. And he wants to buy the Jets, but like, he's like an inspirational speaker. (laughs) And Sean and I like, we'll, we'll, we'll follow him. And we're always like, he says we have time. Like he'll say, he's like, you're in your thirties. Like you're in your forties. You have time. Like people are like always thinking they never have time and you have so much, get so much done within a year if that's what you really want to do. So like, don't go, Oh, I don't have time. Or like, I need to get this done now. Just like live, like check in with yourself, be happy with where you are and make your decisions according to that. Mm. And then just keep doing that. And it's, yeah. It's so true. You get like so stuck in the phase that you're in, especially when, you know, my kid's three. I don't know what it's like to have like an eight-year-old, you know, and you just are kind of blind to the future, but you're so right. Like it's not always going to be toddlers running around and babies breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. You know, you there is life after toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it, but yeah. <laughs> I actually was thinking as we were talking, did you guys watch any of the um, 
the confirmation hearings for Ketanji Brown Jackson, the new Supreme Court justice. Yeah. She said something during it that was something about like, you know, to her daughters, like that, you know, juggling her career and being a mom wasn't always easy, but she hopes that, you know, she got the balance kind of right. And I was like, that's awesome. Like she's a Supreme Court justice, like, and she did it. You know what I mean? Like it's possible. There are people out there that, you know, definitely are inspiring in that sense, for sure. And there yeah. was that photo of her daughter looking at yeah. her. Oh, with a smile. Like the pride. Yeah. Oh, yeah, love. really cute. <laughs> yeah, that that's like that feels inspirational for me, like or yeah. aspirational. You know. Yeah. But, you know, I want. I guess, like on the flip side, I do want to make Roe proud of me and what I do and have him like involved with the kind of work I'm doing. I want him to be like a little advocate for women <laughs> and women's rights. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but for sure. Our kids are going to be proud of us no matter what. Like unless like you're like really awful parents. But like <laughs> like honestly like I I see my son and he knows that like I'm home. Like it's different for him cuz he used to be like you used to work and now you're not working and then he sees me work on these little things and he tells his classmates about it like he's so fucking proud like he's just so proud of everything that I'm doing like the time that I spend doing whatever like the same thing with his dad I mean like I said works in the service industry like he's still so proud he's like yeah like my dad gets to see famous people at his restaurant like you know that's cute and it's just like they're they're gonna be proud of you no matter what because they they see you and they see like how you're trying and that's that's all that matters to them you're there and you're gonna make them happy and they see how you're trying they do whether we notice it or not they do yeah so don't put that on you where you have to be like this big thing oh for you know for sure because they'll, they'll be proud of you for just waking up in the morning without, like, your hair all crazy. We're like, oh, you look so nice today. You didn't, you didn't sweat last night, huh? Your hair looks good. <laughs> Great. So proud of you. Living the dream. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, to wrap up our time, I'd love to ask you our, our usual final question, which is, what is your creative outlet, if you have one? Or what's just something, you know, creative that you like to do? Yeah, Maria's changing the question a little because she knows I don't have a bone of creativity in my body. Um, she said you were going to say that. She's not creative, but she is. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Maria, my brother too. They got the creativity for sure. But I'm definitely not creative in the traditional sense. I have no like artistic ability or anything like that. Um, I do love like, you know, creating stuff like I don't know like taking an old dresser and making it look pretty again something like that like I like like home renovation type stuff I and I also the opposite end of it I love baking I bake a lot with my brother and I started involving Ella in it which has been cute and definitely tests my patience but is precious (laughs) 
Um, so those are those a couple definitely things. creative things. Yeah, those are absolutely creative. <laughs> yeah, our, uh, Ella and I, our Saturday mornings are you know making breakfast together. So sometimes we get some buttermilk biscuits in there, which is fun. So those Aww. are definitely ways, and that definitely is my self care too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you um, are definitely super creative in the way that you decorate your home and like, okay, the way that you party plan and like decorate, <laughs> you're just so thoughtful and creative and like, just, I don't even know, like coming up with like witty phrases oh, to put funny. on little, you know, oh my gosh, remember when you, you threw a going away party for me? Yes, and the you, brunch. The brunch, yes. And you got donuts and it was like, you put little signs in them that said, donut, leave us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun too. I like doing that. You're super Thanks. creative. I have to second Dora on that. Like oh the God. things that I've seen you put together, your home is gorgeous. Your style is oh like goodness. flawless and sophisticated. Like you, guys you are. are crazy. <laughs> Thank you. That's very nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> We're definitely trying to break down that stereotype that creativity has to be something mm. like art or, you know, like, yeah, like us making music or something like, yeah, um, there was like a, a sentence that we had said, which is like being a mother, like or motherhood is inherently creative. Is that what it was? Mm. Because like you do have to use your brain so much to get creative from how you're going to get your kid yeah. to eat this meal to like, how are they going to go to sleep or like, how am I going to handle tomorrow? So very yeah. true. Very true. Thank you so much for joining us, Deanna. It's been so awesome talking with you and hearing your perspective and your encouragement. You are such an encourager and I hope that, you know, our listeners just take something, take some golden nuggets from this, you know, check in with yourself and, and check in with others. I just, I just love all of the little um, tidbits we got from you. So I hope it inspires someone. Big shout out to the, to the friends that check in on us, even when we haven't spoken to them in like two or three weeks. Or yes. years. Those are my favorite. <laughs> Honestly, like, I feel like... <laughs> Thank you because being a mom is hard and feeling guilty about not checking in with people is hard. But those people are very selfless because they're just like, don't hold grudges. And they're just like, hey, how are you? <laughs> yes. yes, important friends for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Keep checking in with us and check in on a friend that you're thinking of right now. This has been an episode of Shut Up Mom by Hythe Collective. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Hythe Collective. We'll see you next week for another episode. Bye, mamas. This has been Shut Up Mom, a Hythe production. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at Hythe Collective. Music by Honeyyard.